Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Girl, you got to put the phone closer to the radio. I am. This is not the first time I've done this. Hello, I was born at night, not last night. You ready? Get the volume button ready. You got to fade it out. They ain't ready for my fades, okay? You ready? Okay, okay. Now remember, you got to sound alluring. You must sound aloof. You have to sound like um, Jade in the beginning and don't walk away. You remember? Girl, I got it. Okay. On the count of three. Okay. You mean one, two, three, go? Or one, two, three, where you go on the number three? Who starts at the literal number three on go? I don't know what you like to do in your spare time. That's why I'm trying to ask and get the rules. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, go. Hi. You've reached the Back Issue Hotline. We're not in right now, but if you leave your name, number, and a message, we'll get back to you. To you. To you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Hi. I work to humbly put a request. Uh, which is three little letters about a huge box of culture impact, 3LW. Um, but 3LW in particular came around in a really interesting time, I think, in particular technology, because I remember first hearing about the infamous split, the fight um, with the jury, um, through a uh, forum, like online bulletin board. And then when Keeley's um, video uh, was dropped a few years later after that, I remember like, watching on a terrible, like, dial-up and set connection to, like, the early YouTube. But also, they made some bangers. Let us not forget, they made some total bangers. So, um, but nothing but love for your W, and I would love for you to get into some aspect of their short-lived but astonishing career. Beyonce? You look like Luther Vandross. Oh, but make it fashion. But you ain't heard that from me. Fierce. Can't stop. You see, when you do <laughs> clownery, the clown comes back I to bite. I ain't gonna sleep because of y'all. It's Britney, bitch. Y'all not gonna get we no sleep because of me. Tiffany. I ain't gonna get no sleep because of me. Tiffany. I ain't gonna get no sleep because of me. Tiffany. I ain't gonna get no sleep because of me.
Welcome to Back Issue, a weekly podcast that revisits formative moments in pop culture that we still think about. This week, <clears throat> where did all the girl groups go? <clears throat> Bars. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> Each week, we'll go back into the past and revisit unforgettable moments that we all think we remember. And learn what they can teach us about where we are now. Oh my God, turn on Channel 5. Lisa, burn the house down. The hip-hop rapping girls' time. Yo, power. This is how a group can sell 10 million records and be broke. I'm Tracy Clayton. And I'm Josh Gwynn. <laughs> did you hear that voicemail? I did. And I'm so, so glad that we have the hotline because then the listeners get to be a part of the show and it's so much fun. Even if they're across the pond. Jo- Jolio, gov- governor. <laughs> hey, pip, pip and all that, isn't it? Wait, we want them to keep calling. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Um, the jury will disregard that terrible um, accent, if you please. <laughs> Call us with your pop culture questions, mysteries, and emergencies at 678-744-7783. And you could be a part of the show. Right. And you might want to play those numbers in the lottery. I don't know. (laughs) If you do, we get half of it, though. Half. (laughs) But you know what else? What? That caller was 100% right. 3LW really went through it. Yes, there was the alleged food fight that happened when Naturi left. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... All I have to do is say the words, the sex was spectacular. Uh, and you know what I'm talking about. If I wanted to forget that video, I wouldn't be able to. Mm. That song has two of the most bird-ass lyrics I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Which ones? You must you must show me these bird-ass lyrics. There's one where she goes, I think he pulled the track out when he was blowing the back out. I forgot about that. My favorite, though is the slant rhyme where she goes, I hope you used to rubber. Oh, I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> you know me, Tracy. I'm all for bird-ass lyrics, but they have to be executed correctly. Trouble? <laughs> uh, <laughs> cringy. To me, it sounded like a Disney star being like, I'm an adult. I'm not a cheater girl. <laughs> I've grown up. You know, I have the sex. <laughs> I do it. I do sex too. What's your favorite 3LW moment? Honestly, my favorite 3LW moments are all of the fashion, mm, if that counts. Yeah, it counts. It was just such a specific time. You know, like this is like the yeah. era of jeans underneath dresses for some reason. Mm-hmm. And like the, the big exaggerated like chain belts that hang lower on one side than the other one. Uh, <laughs> I used to love me a chain belt. Lots of shiny stuff. Uh-huh. Butterfly clips, I remember. 3LW was like a limited to ad. Spokespersons for Wet Seal, pretty much. Fashions upon fashions. Do you remember that store, 579? No. I was always mad. There was a store. Oh, my God. There was a store called 579 because those were the sizes that they sold. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Swear. I would walk past that fucking store. And be like, one day, you son of a bitch. One day. And never. I never got my ass in 579. But, Joshua Louise. Mm -hmm. I think that we should zoom out a little bit. And instead of just focusing on 3LW, we should get into, like, girl groups in general. Because, number one, there were so many of them. And, number two, where did they go? 
Uh, where did they go? Bring them back, Lord. I miss them so much, Tracy. But if we go with your plan, that means that we have a lot to cover today. Like mm-hmm. the entire legacy of the girl group in one tiny episode. It's a lofty goal, but I think we can do it. Lofty, loft, lofty. It's a big mm-hmm. goal, but we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I propose that we phone a friend to help us. Who? Um, how about a one Cindy Heron Braggs, founding <gasps> member of the quintessential group Invo? Ooh, my first mistake was I wanted too much time. I had to have him morning, noon, and night. Okay, so do you remember or did you have in the land where you grew up a channel called The Box or The Jukebox? The Box. Okay, so when I was little, we didn't have cable. That's how I consumed my music and my music videos. In that video, the video for Hold On, I would sit in front of my TV in the basement and just wait and wait and wait until I saw on the bottom of the screen that it was coming on. And I would get so excited. And I still remember like two-thirds of the choreography from the video. This is all telling me that we should sit down and just nail out some of our favorite moments with girls. Ooh, okay, can I start? Can I go first? Can I go first? Go first, go first. Okay, one of my favorite girl group facts is a group called Voices. Are you familiar with Voices? No. Voices is Tia and Tamara's R&B group that they were in when they were children. (gasps) Free sister, sister. Oh my God. It's the cutest thing in the world. There was this one song called Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. And it went... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then there was this other song called Cloudy with a Chance of Tears. And that was their like heartbroken song. So I'm like, y'all at 12. This is just like so relevant to me. And then when Sister Sister started, I was like, where I know them from? It's because in my heart, they were singers first. I just wanted the world to know that. Aww. Oh, another one of my favorite girl group moments. It happened fairly recently, but it was very important and formative in my life. Do you know what I'm about to say? I know 100% what you're about to say because I was going to say the same thing. But do you? (laughs) (laughs) It was the missing girl group reality show that we only got those weird random clips from on Twitter and they were fucking amazing. I think it was from a failed reality show TV pilot called Last Chance girl groups. Mm. And it had Keely Williams from 3LW, Uh Farrah Franklin, who was in Destiny's Child for like a hot second. (laughs) It had the girls from Cherish. The scene that got leaked to Twitter was this confrontation between Farrah and Keely when they were kind of debating who had the best legacy as a girl group. And Farrah was like, my girl group went on to be the most successful girl group of all time. And Keely had questions. I saw 19 million albums on Say My Name. I know, but did you? Did I what? Ask. Did you? Absolutely, I think. <laughs> say my name, say my name. Did you? <laughs> and it just made me so nostalgic for like the time when all of these girl groups existed and it wasn't just like we had one. We had so many. There was a plethora. There was enough for them to like have competition between each other. Mm-hmm. I just want them back. Same. Can I bring up one more favorite girl group moment? Yeah, yeah. I reference this maybe like once a day 
And so I'm sure you know what I'm about to talk about. I'm positive I do. Go ahead. The Behind the Music episode for Mm. TLC is the best behind the music of behind the music history. Like, it is so good. There's not a better one, period. When Lisa Lopez, R.I.P. R.I.P. Let us know (laughs) how you can sell 10 million records and And still still be be broke. All right. This is how a group can sell 10 million records and be broke. And everyone, get ready to do your math. Okay, there are 100 points on the album. TLC had seven. Every point is equal to eight cents. Seven times eight, 56 cents. That means every time an album gets sold, TLC gets 56 cents. When I tell you I went and got my little pencil out. I definitely remember seeing T-Boz and Chili's reaction to finding out that Lisa Lopez burnt down Andre Risen's house. Okay, so that's something that I think I quote 50 times in one day. Uh, (laughs) It's just like such a perfect announcement for when something has happened. Girl, turn on channel three. Lisa done burned the house down. (laughs) And Lisa, when she said, I felt like the house of hate Mm. was burnt to the ground and you just saw her face and she just was giving off this vibe like, and I do it again. Right, I ain't sorry. And then you saw on the cover of Vibe, TLC and <laughs> firefighter outfits, and the headline says, TLC fires it up, burning <laughs> up the charts and burning down the house. And I just remember being like, I want to be them so bad. <laughs> they have Lisa in the middle with her hand up. She's the only one that has on a fireman's hat. So she's the star of this picture. And her face is like, I sure did. And what? You want to fight? Exactly. There's no way we're going to be able to capture every single moment that we love with girl groups. There's just too many of them. Mm -hmm. I think we should do honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Okay. Honorable mentions go to Coco's Nails. Remember how long they were? Honorable mention goes to that Alicia Keys performance where she performed with SWV, Invoke, and TLC all in one performance. That time that Michelle fell on 106 in Park. Not laughing at. It's just, it was a, it's a formative pop culture moment. I'm just saying. The show must go on. <laughs> Escapes tonight, but especially Tiny's vocals at the end. Oh, 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 oh. Also, honorable mention has to go to Missy's R&B group, Sister. It was her and three other girls singing their little butts off. They had these real long ponytails in the video and the Jodeci boots and these big baggy clothes and like these big members only jackets. It was just like, ugh, that's who I still want to be to this day. Cherish and the snap music movement. Jade, the 90s girl group with the best HBCU aesthetic I've ever seen. When Fifth Harmony was performing at the VMAs and Camila Cabello had just left and so they yanked a figure out that was supposed to be her off of the stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the drama. I just can't believe they did that. Imagine Destiny's Child yanking two figures off the stage and then Farah and Michelle walked up. Like, that would be insane. <laughs> That's wild. So, the way that my mind works, mm-hmm. I kind of like divide girl groups into these distinct eras. Okay. Like, you have like the super heavy development era of Motown in the 60s. Uh-huh. And then you have the disco era of the 70s and 80s. And right. then you have the boom of the 90s. Oh, boom. And then you have Y2K, <laughs> like the girls that were around like at the turn of the millennium. Like your identity canes and your whatnots? Exactly. Okay. And so in order to figure out where girl groups went, 
I think we have to kind of establish who the players are. Uh-huh. And I think a way we can do that is with a bracket system. Ooh, like March Madness style. Yeah, stay with me, stay with okay. me. So my dad plays fantasy football. I don't know nothing about that. I just <laughs> sit around for the food and when they like read each other, Ooh. that's my favorite part. I've always wondered, why can't we have a fantasy football bracket thing about something that I care about? So let's do that. Okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm down. We can make a bracket of all the girl groups through all the different eras. The bracket will be available online on social media at Back Issue Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter using the hashtag Back Issue Podcast if you want to play along. Follow us, follow us, follow us. And we can fight. <laughs> and we can fight as a family. <laughs> Okay, so Josh, as you know, and as you said, there are a super megaton lot of girl groups. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have time to like do a properly sized battle of all the relevant girl groups. So instead, we're gonna go era by era and we're gonna make it a little fun by randomly drawing the name of a girl group who was just like top of the charts. And no matter who we get, we have to defend them as the best girl group of that era. Uh-oh. That makes sense? Yeah, I do. What do we call it? Girl group madness. Fantasy girl groups. <laughs> I feel like both of these are porn titles. <laughs> oh, no. Girl group fantasy. Ew. Fantasy girl groups. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word for like a big ass fight? Girl group. Melee. Girl group melee. I like it. I like it. I like a girl group named melee. I think that works. Oh, did we just form a girl group? I think we might have. Well, guess what? I'm going solo. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You always want to be the first one. You always (laughs) want to be the first to go solo. All right, girl group melee. Let's do it. Let go. Era one. (laughs) It's like the Hunger Games. May the odds ever be in your favor. So the first era you identify as Motown in the development era, right? Can you explain the development part a little bit? So like Motown was really well known for taking an artist and molding them into the star that they would become, which involves patience. It involves time. It involves money. It was very similar to how actresses, when the studio system was a thing in Hollywood where somebody would arrive with a suitcase and a name. And a dream. And they'd be like, that's not a star's name, you know? Mm -hmm. They would mold them and they would teach them how to do interviews and they would teach them how to dance and they would teach them how to sing. Etiquette classes. Etiquette classes. They would teach them how to be personable. Mm -hmm. That is like one of the most defining aspects of that era to me. All right. Okay. Each of us is going to hit a button and we'll get assigned a girl group from this era and then we have to debate it out, Trace. You know how competitive I am. I know this is all in good fun, but if I don't win, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. You go first. All right, here we go. I'm pushing this very large randomizer button that absolutely exists. Thank you very much. (laughs) The Supremes! Hey! I'm gonna get... Martha and the Vandellas. Ooh, they sang, um... Heat Wave. Oh, burning in my heart. heart. Yes. Okay, okay, all right. Dancing in the Street. Oh, you got a good group. Not that the Springs is anything to sneeze at. (laughs) All right, let's get a random number of seconds on the clock. (laughs) 
Round one, fight. So, I mean, I feel like this argument pretty much makes itself. <laughs> Diana Ross, anyone? Have you ever heard of her? Have you? Of course you have. Do you know why? Because the Supremes were that girl group. You see what I did? They was that girl group. I think I should get points for that and for the flair. I think that I've said all that needs to be said. Their work says the rest. Good luck. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. I went to law school. <laughs> I didn't go to law school, y'all. What? Like it's hard? <laughs> okay, so I have Martha and the Vandellas, right? Uh-huh. Ready? Round, Round one. one. I, I, what is better than being the best? Being the Supremes. Being the underdog. Because it shows intestinal fortitude. Martha and the Vandellas existed in a world where the Supremes existed. But they persisted. Oh. Being perfect is boring. No one wants to go see a movie about perfect people with their perfect lives. People want to see complication. They want to see struggle. They want to see persistence. And I maintain that Martha and the Vandellas are the underdogs of the Motown era. And therefore, the most interesting. Wow. Okay. First of all, um, you cheated because you had Jesse Jackson write your little rhyme and line <laughs> moment that you had. A clear violation of the rules. I would have got me a ghostwriter too. You know what I'm saying? I could have called Obama. I could have called somebody. Uh, I don't have rebuttal. I'm just right because Diana Ross. That's why. <laughs> you go find Tracy Ellis Ross and tell her that her mom and them wasn't the baddest thing got the whole Motown era. Uh, go do see, it. That's not fair. You. you can't bring Tracy You're not going to do it. it. Uh, so I won, I think. I yeah, won. I think you did. Is I that a victory bell? Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Okay, let's move on to era two. In era two, you have identified as the disco era, right? Yeah, disco in the 70s and the 80s. Who we got? Let's ask the randomizer. The Pointer Sisters. Okay. All right. Okay. I get the Weather Girls. Aww. You went first last time. I'll go first this time. Okay, that's fair. Go ahead. The Weather Girls. Their voices are incredible. And do you know all the discrimination that they had to face in their era for being plus size? They had to deal with what I call the Ursula-ing of voices, where people would sing, and then they would hire, like, some skinny model to actually be in the visual. Oh, Ursula, like, from The Little Mermaid. Exactly. And they still kept singing, and it kept raining men. Mm. So when considering disco in the disco era, it is impossible to leave out Azura Armstead and Martha Wash. Not bad. I, I am in favor of putting some respect on their names, whether I win or not. <laughs> it was good. It was good. All right. Point of sisters, right? I'm ready. Here we go. You know the Pointer Sisters even if you do not think that you know the Pointer Sisters. You've heard their music. It's everywhere. They're baked into the very history, the very fiber of who we are as an American society. Hits like jump from up, jump for oh, my, my love. love. Jump in. Mm -hmm. See, look, see. He's so shy, he's so shy. Oh my gosh, slow hand. Who amongst us does not want a man with a slow hand? I know I do. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Jesse Spano's entire story would be different had the Pointer Sisters not made the song I'm So Excited, okay? Because that's why she was doing so much. She had to sing that song in the talent show and she had too much no-dos and she's so excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so, so scared. <laughs> and scene. Remember when I said you know the Pointer Sisters? 
you know the Pointer Sisters. Thank you and thank you. I will you collect one. my second point, please. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You're you being incredibly fair with the points. I just love it when people are like, yeah, you won. Yes, <laughs> yes you're right. <laughs> All right. That ends now. Round three. We are now in the 90s. What did you call it earlier? The boom of the 90s? The boom of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> groups, of course, that we're talking about are all your favorite girl groups. There were just so many. Destiny's Child. Escape. 702. Mary Mary. Jeanne. Jeanne. SWV. Uh, Cleopatra. Coming, coming at, at you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so many. All right. Random generizer button. Don't fail me now. <laughs> Ew, Tracy has TLC. I win. Mm. Should we just skip to the next era? Because let me see who I get first. The Braxids. Hey. Rigged. Anybody that knows Josh knows that he is the biggest fan of every last one of the Braxtons. Oh, uh, I love the Braxtons. You know what though? I'm not scared. Me and TLC been rocking for a minute. I'm not scared. I'm not scared at all. TLC, first and foremost, I would just like everyone to know that TLC is not just an acronym for Tender Loving Care, okay? It's not just an acronym for The Learning Channel. And you know what? It's not just an acronym for T-Bot's Left Eye and Chili. You know what else it's an acronym for? Me. Those are also my initials, ladies and gentlemen. The girl was me. (laughs) (laughs) That girl was me. Come on, Kamala. That alone. I mean, I just feel like if that has not moved you to say yes, obviously, best girl group of all four decades and eras, that's fine. You might need a little bit more something else to convince you. And I got you. I got um Waterfalls. I got um Creep. I got hits on hits on hits on hits. And they're just like, again, just like into our collective consciousness as a people. Also, Chili's baby hair <laughs> could physically beat up everybody else in this category. <laughs> the defense rests. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, so the Braxtons, right? You ready? Yes. All my life I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what do you want out of a girl group? You want the blend. You want the harmonies. Who is able to give you that more than sisters who have been singing the same damn songs since they were six? Also, this group is really well known for their improvisation. They will give you a handwritten brand new song on the drop of a hat. I'm going to give you some of their top hits. The Daddy Song. If you call him daddy, I know he getting in the panties. So daddy, 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 (laughs) daddy, daddy, daddy. Tony's always late (laughs) and touch the fertile tree. (laughs) So if you want a girl group that has a sense of history, the blend and is able to improvise on the drop of the hat, you got the Braxtons. Wow. I did not think I was going to walk away from this episode feeling like the Braxtons are a bigger and better girl group than TLC. I can't say that I saw that happening, but I I think that's what just happened. Wow. Okay. All right. That was wonderful. Did I get a win? Mm. Did I get a win? Did I get a win, Tracy? Did I get a win? That's that's a win. Hey. That is a win. I can't I can't even deny it. I can't. Okay, <laughs> let's do let's do the last one. Okay, so this is our last round. It's our last decade. This is the early aughts. It's Y2K. Random generator. Let's go. 
the Cheetah Girls? <laughs> Somebody hates me? Uh, wait, let me see who I got. Black. Man. Boom, like an eight away. Again. <laughs> Ready? I guess. Okay, so you have black. Lisa Left Eye Lopez's mentees. They took a bunch of TLC style. They had really fun fashion, really fun bops that were so cute. They were really great actresses. They were amazing in Bring It On. I'd also love to say RIP to Natina. I loved her rapping style. Shamari, who was like the lead singer, she came out with the choreography of the century with her husband, Ronnie DeVoe, when they were on that television show and they hit him with the shoulders. <laughs> I'd also like to say that Brandy from Black had a very important role in the song Grills by Nelly. She sets off the entire tone where she goes, smile for me, daddy. I mean, mind blown. Bring in all of the awards. What other group allowed JC from NSYNC to sing about his Tim's, his baggy jeans, and his sex appeal? Black. Wow. That was that was a journey. You took us you took us <laughs> places. I regret to inform you that I'm gonna have to disqualify that answer on uh, the basis that nobody should ever put any respect on that damn shoulders dance that they did <laughs> on that show like it was something. Oh, I will not allow it. I loved it. Your argument has been registered. It's been recorded for the record. <laughs> Your turn. All right, let's go. The Cheetah Girls. A group of four multi-ethnic, capital M, multi-ethnic girls. <laughs> Not capital a, M. A girl for... <laughs> it's very intentional, you know, and mm -hmm. it felt very intentional, you know? There's a girl for everyone. There's a girl for every flavor. There's Raven Simone for your... From every continent in Africa? Continent in Africa, yes. So if that's you, bam, you have your idol. You have Miss Keely Williams of 3LW. You also have Sandy Brown Hair. Bam. That's your person. And then there was two more. But look, the point is, and this is what's going to win it for me. Cheetahs are an amazing animal. Can I just talk about cheetahs now? Is this, this, this is the playful? So cheetahs, even though they're real fast and they're real scary and they could kill you, they are not considered big cats like lions and tigers are because they purr. Ain't that fucked up? And they're also very anxious animals. Like, they get nervous and stuff like that. And so, in choosing the cheetah as their mascot, if you will, you know, they're just like, look, we are fierce, we are strong, we're cheetah girls, cheetah sisters. But also, you know what? We're soft. We purr. Mm. We get anxious. Mm. We are who we are. And that's it. Okay. Disney Channel money. Damn. <laughs> You are watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> I think I won that round, Tracy. I'm sorry. I was going to say maybe we both won the round. But I think if I won that round, we got a tie and we both won the exercise. Okay, I can live with that. I can live with that. <laughs> Great job. Formidable Woo! opponent. A formidable opponent. <laughs> uh, my hat's off to you. So, if you have been with us since the last segment, <laughs> then you probably noticed that you did not hear the name in vogue anywhere. And you're probably feeling away about that. You're never going to get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're never going to get it. Drink every time I kill Tracy with a pun. 
Oh, everybody should be drunk by now. <laughs> Everyone should be on the floor, under the table. It was good, though. <laughs> Thank, good. You. Thank you. There's a reason that you did not hear in vogue in the former segment, and it's because, quite frankly, I wouldn't allow it. I was like, listen, what I'm not going to do is sit here and debate about in vogue's greatness versus anybody in any era. It's just not going to happen because the truth is not to be disputed, and without them, the music that we listen to today would sound so different. Mm. But of course, we couldn't have an entire episode without a proper amount of in Vogue respect sprinkled all up and through it, you know? So, we decided to talk to Cindy from In Vogue. Ah! So, after the break, we are going to do just that and talk to Cindy Heron Braggs of the one and only In Vogue. So, don't let go. Wow. <laughs> it just keeps happening. <laughs> I hope y'all know no more In Vogue songs. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This is the Bugs Bunny Show! Out. Yes, your ears are not deceiving you. That is the one and only Cindy Herrenbrags of the legendary group In Vogue. She sat down with us and sang one of the first songs she ever learned to harmonize to as a kid, the Bugs Bunny theme song. Okay, a thing that I am dying to know both because I am an Invoke super fan and because I feel like every girl group story is so different, like the way that they came together. We are really interested to know how Invoke formed. Were y'all friends before who just kind of like sang all the time or was it like an audition process? Like, how did that happen? Well, it was an audition process. And the four of us all showed up on the same day. So it was, I think it was destiny. It was, we, it was meant to be. I feel like there's this unfair narrative, thanks to misogyny, that girls just don't get along. Like in girl groups, in like the beauty shop, just anywhere, just like girls just can't get along. So like, were you worried about like how your personalities would mesh? Or since you all like had been in each other's orbit, was it kind of like, oh, you know, like 
I kind of know y'all like it's it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. It was good in the beginning. And one of the reasons that they picked four of us, mm. our harmony and vocals just meshing together really well. The other thing they liked was how we interacted with each other. They liked the personality chemistry. They just felt mm. like this is going to work. Mm. In fact, Terry, Max and Dawn all got a house together and were roommates. No. <laughs> and they got along great. And after Terry graduated from college, she moved to Oakland and they all got a house together. And she said it was great. Everybody was just bumping their music and singing, just walking through the house. You know, Max braided hair. She would braid hair at the house. Oh my she said it was just music. And then she, she said it was so great. It was so great. So... Do you know what I would kill wow. for for like a the real world invoke? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes. Amazing. So then the image, I was a child of the 90s and I always looked at Invogue as these like grown, mm -hmm. I remember those like red dresses. Was that who you had come to be already? Or was that the idea of this is what Invogue is and you had to kind of like find yourself within it? Well, when we had the vision of what our image was going to be. We wanted to have a positive, inspiring image. And we looked to many of the girl groups that had gone before us that carried themselves with class, that had music of substance, that were trendsetters. Like, and so, I, I mean, we looked at like the Supremes and the, the Emotions and the Pointer Sisters and the Jones Girls. And like, you know, we sort of became a bit of a composite of all of those groups that we admired. And even artists like Natalie Cole, Shaka Khan, like, mm. and then we put together a glam squad who also had great vision, right? And then directors, like when we would be looking at um, directors for our videos, because the song and the video bring everything to a whole nother level. And so everybody sort of had to be on the same page. Everybody had to have great artistic vision. You know, we would pick people based on, on that. And really, it was what I would call lightning in a jar. Mm. And then also, the other thing I will say, like when you when you brought up the red dresses, we were all really big fans of the first movie, Sparkle. <gasps> so we, we got our inspiration. That's where our inspiration, that red gown, that yes. came from the movie. You know, in fact, a lot of our inspiration came from art that had already been established, like My Love and Never Gonna Get It. That was um, the movie Sweet Charity. Of course it was. Oh yeah. A lot of our inspiration came from art that had already been established and happened. And, you know, we pulled from that. And our red um, Giving Him Something He Can Feel gowns are on display at the Smithsonian National Institute of African American History and Art. Uh, as they should be. And thank you. And a couple, like, while that was being built, the metal dresses from um, My Love and Never Gonna Get It were at on display at the Amer Smithsonian American Institute of American History. And they might still be there. But definitely the red dresses are on display. And they will only display one at a time because it, in order to make it last mm -hmm. for however long they want to make it last... Um, they, they don't want, only... like, lights on all of them at the same yes. time. Yes, and so they'll mm. rotate them so that they don't... Because, you know, over time they're going to wear out. And... So I'm really proud of that. And I feel really, really undeserving. That That is like such a high honor. Yeah. Oh. I have been trying to find a gentle way to ask about um, in Vogue's shakeups and folks coming in the group and leaving the group. And I don't know. Maybe there's not a, a gentle way to ask. But 
Um, it seems to me that it would be terrifying <laughs> to like have this sisterhood that you um, depend on, you know, like you're yeah. a group, but you're also an army, you're each other's protection. And to to see that that may be changing or coming to an end, like what did that feel like? Yeah, what thoughts run through your mind? Obviously, the first thing I, I thought about was we are established as the four of us. The fans aren't going to accept this. Mm. How did we get here? It, it was all of that. And we just knew you can't, keep somebody where they don't want to be. If they feel like they're ready, if they feel like they're ready to sprout their wings and grow mm. or, or, you know, do a solo deal or whatever, like you, you can't keep a person where they don't want to be. At the same time, we had a contract to do a third album. We were all under contract and we needed to honor that contract. And, mm. you know, the record label, said, look, we got to we gotta lay down an ultimatum here. Like, we want everybody to give up everything for the next two years to promote this album that we're pouring so much money into. We need all of y'all to say yes mm. or don't stay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for the three of us, we're like, okay, mm. we're under contract, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's scary. It was scary. It was a, whoo. It's, it's so interesting. Like, I can see as you look back on it, like, I can see the emotion in your eyes and just like kind of like reliving and tapping into that emotion. Yeah, it was like, what the heck? Do they ever get music groups therapists? I'm wondering if the people in charge or like the record labels ever cared enough to like make sure that the maintenance of you guys' relationships were good. Boy, that is really a good idea. It sure is. No, but it was not offered to us, let's get you guys all into a, have a group therapist. And honestly, by the time Dawn was ready to do her solo project, I don't know if everybody would have gone to a group therapist, right? But I I think that that is a smart thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I were, if I had a record company and I were going to sign a group, a guy or a girl group, one of the things built into the contract would be um, you have to agree to go to counseling if if things start to, you know, if, if the relationship starts to suffer. It's like a marriage, like a pre-maritable, mm-hmm. like, right? Like if the relationship starts yeah. to suffer at at the request of any member of the group, everybody has to be willing to attend group therapy. I think that's yeah. so great mm-hmm. and so smart. Well, since, you know, like you've lived it, what, say we have this new girl group, right? Yeah. What is the other pieces of advice that you would give them when they're starting? I would say everybody agree to be in in group therapy if things get shaky. But also I would say everybody needs to always remember that everybody in the group has something special to bring to the table. And we all have to be respectful of that. Build in your rest because rest is going to give you the chance to restore your energy so that you can go for the longevity. And I would say we were advised very early on by our producers, Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy, know your business. It seems like you guys were sure of your voice, but of your voice in both senses. And I know that you've described En Vogue as a group without any lead singers. How do you think you guys were able to manage that? And is this dynamic normal? Because I feel like with most girl groups, there's usually one person yeah. that everyone focuses on. How were you able to split up the... Who's saying what? Yeah. yeah. Well, when Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy put the group together, they made it very clear uh, there's not going to be one lead singer. 
We picked all of you because you all can hold a lead. And that's what we want because that's not being done. And so it'll give the group a lot of versatility and you won't be just following after in the typical girl group footsteps. And so, so we all had the understanding that there would be not one single lead singer and we were cool with it. And really, when you're out performing live and doing concerts, it is such a, a relief to not have to carry a whole show um, be, because vocally you okay, get right. fatigued. Mm. And with everybody trading off singing lead, it, it really gives the, your vocal cords a rest and a, and a break. And so I think that we had better endurance like to be booking all these shows and we didn't get worn out as easily vocally. So it was actually um, a, a really a benefit. Speaking of that, a thing that our very scientific investigation is trying to answer is where did all the girl groups go, right? As someone who has been in like one of the most popular girl groups of all time, where do you think they went? There, there just doesn't seem to be the amount of girl groups out in the public as there was in the 90s and the 80s. I don't know that there's a market for it. And when you're a young female artist, because of the way this industry markets women, honestly, you're only marketable for a short amount of time as, as long as you are young and you keep yourself in shape. It, it can be a very tiring, draining industry for women, like, you know, the demand to be out on the road and traveling the world. And then sometimes it's just like that. You really, really need a break and you get worn out. And sometimes you can't take that break. I remember in Vogue, we did a show and we were a guest artist and Fifth Harmony was on there too. And at that time they were really, really popular and they mm. were just being pulled in every direction and mm -hmm. it showed on them physically, mentally, emotionally. They mm -hmm. just looked so worn out to me and like they were just trying to keep it together. Pulled in every direction how? I just got back into town from London and now our tour starts tomorrow, but I got to tape this television show today. We had to be up at 3 a.m. to start hearing makeup because taping starts at nine. It's like you're being pulled in so many directions and that's really what has to happen to be number one. And you can just be so physically and mentally drained that like, I don't even know where I am today. What country am I in? Jeez. You don't have time for yourself. You don't have time to get adequate sleep because at first, especially when you're just on that rise to the top, everybody's not always thinking about, they need eight hours of sleep. You have rehearsals, you got wardrobe fittings. It's just like so much on your plate and it can just leave you worn out. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> I think in the last couple months when we've all been like in isolation and quarantine, one of the things, not even specific to girl groups, boy groups too, which I think that there's not as many of now. I just missed when people got together to sing <laughs> and like I miss mm. group dance breaks and I miss <laughs> all of that. And I'm wondering if you think that'll ever come back. I do because there's a magic about it. Yeah. We go through trends and, you know, but but there's a magic about a group. Yeah. And we saw it like what with Motown with the emotions and you know like the Temptations and the Diana Ross and the Supremes and Smokey Robinson and the Miracles yes. and like there were boy, I mean groups were like the everything and somehow Somehow it works exactly. and because it's magic. Like when you can mm -hmm. just make it happen and the music's good, it's magic. And so I think there's definitely a place in American music 
just waiting for it to happen again. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there's a place. Ugh, I'm so hopeful. I'm so hopeful. Would you guys ever do like a versus? The IG live Apple music thing? Hmm. You know what? Maybe. I would live. Ah! Would yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. A question for you both. Who would be on the other side? Like who who are we versing? Versusing? Mm, well, goodness. There, I mean, there are some girl groups that just had some good hits. Like when we are out touring, oftentimes we are on the bill with SWV, mm-hmm. TLC, mm-hmm. And, and every once in a while, Salt and Pepper. And like when we stand mm-hmm. on the side of the stage and watch your show, we're like, oh my God, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like we're just grooving because like <laughs> all those groups I just mentioned have some, have such a catalog. Like, whoa, such a, even boys to men. Like sometimes we are on the the bill with boys to men. And like, when we watch their show, we are like, what? Wait, that's the one. That might be the one. The male, female energy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. They got a catalog too. Like, oh my gosh. That would be so fun. Yes. Yes. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Okay. That's so a good one. We're going <laughs> to pray to the gods that that happens. So what are you up to now? I heard that you have a podcast. Yes, we do. Um, We have, it's called the Funky Divas Podcast mm. and it's on yes. Spotify and, and all the platforms where you can get a podcast. But we also have, it's on the In Vogue YouTube channel. So we film them, you know, and then put the episodes up. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. So Tracy, yeah. this is the part of the show where we channel Tyra Banks, take her advice, and learn something from this. <laughs> did we learn something from this? Like, but, but did, did we? we? <laughs> God, I wish we had that show, man. We're never going to get it. <laughs> now, how'd you like that, huh? Hey, you got me back. You got me back. <laughs> Well, one thing that we learned is that this in vogue boys to men versus absolutely positively must happen. Has to happen. If it does not happen, I'm just going to be so sad and upset and let down. I'm going to do something dramatic, but nothing that'll like hurt anybody. It'll just annoy the people around me because I'm just going to be like, why does God <laughs> keep doing this to me? So if you want to help save the sanity of all of my friends, this will happen. This is how we make it happen. We're going to start a change.org petition. It's going to have two articles. Okay. The first article, In Vogue versus Boys to Men versus Timbaland, Swiss Beats, make it happen. Ooh. Second article, we need last chance girl groups in our lives. Please bring it to like Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, somebody. It already exists. It's out there. Just give it to us. Just give it. We deserve it. We do. We've been through a lot of shit. Okay. (laughs) I think we also learned that the magic that happens when people are singing together, Mm. it can't be replicated. Like, even in this era where everyone's separated and people are doing those collaborations where 
it looks like the Brady Bunch boxes. Right. And it's like the same person singing all the harmonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even different people. It's still not the same as getting four people on stage, mm-hmm. one singing the low part, one singing the high part, one person singing the lead, and one person singing the harmony. It's not the same. It's real. It's like the difference between like canned greens and fresh greens, you know? Glory greens. Shout out to glory greens. You have come through for me and many of him. Okay. But you're right. There's just like this warmth and this just like feeling and like this sound like it doesn't just hit your eardrums. It just like hits your entire body, you know? Yeah. Like when there's like a chorus of somebody singing. Speaking of, we also learn family bands have like an added uh. level of sauce and seasoning. That blend. The Braxtons, Wanye and his cheerings. Yeah, Wanye from Boys to Men. Oh my gosh. It's just, I don't want kids, but I want a family band and I'm trying to work that out. So if y'all got like some, <laughs> some kids, y'all can lease me for a little while, you know, from a distance. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Tweet me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also learned, I mean, this is... This is nothing new. I've been reminded of the power of black women. Like, one of my favorite things was, this is like first, second grade Tracy running up and down the street with her next door neighbors Mm -hmm. and like looking at videos on the jukebox or listening to the radio is what we would have been doing and being like, ooh, Don, that's me. Cindy is me. You know what I mean? Just like you, you had a picture of people that you wanted to be when you grew up and they weren't white. Just the ability to look at one musical act and automatically have someone that you can identify with or you can mm-hmm. be like, I might not look like that person, but I look like that person or like that person. I love their outfits. I love the way that they right. handle themselves in interviews. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah, and it also teaches you that like there are different types of black people out there. Yeah, we're not a monolith. You know, like, even with TLC, crazy, sexy, cool, there's a crazy one, there's a Mm -hmm. sexy one, there's a cool one. Also, we learned, Cindy said that these (gasps) girl groups might come back, you know? Right. She had hope. She was hopeful. She had hope. And that makes me hopeful. If it's good enough for Cindy from En Vogue... I remember hope. (laughs) It's good enough for me. Good enough for me. Also, speaking of Cindy from En Vogue, y'all couldn't see it. And of course, appearances are not anything. They're not important. Unless you look like Cindy from En Vogue. Because... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just, just, she looks like sunshine came down to earth and was like, oh snap, I need a human form to embody while I'm down here. Yeah. And that gives me hope as a black woman too because... I need to know that when I get older, I might not look like a crumpled up grocery bag. Shut up, Tracy. I'm just, I just want to know it's possible. That's it. (laughs) I love that she gave us hope because when you look out here, it's bleak. It really, really, really is. I miss that era. Josh and Tracy, can I butt in real quick? Wait a minute, who is that? It's Melissa from Pineapple Street Studios. I was eavesdropping and I have to butt in. Wait, why? You've goofed on this whole episode because you've talked about girl groups but left a glaring gap. And that, my friends, is K-pop and J-pop. So I have a question. What's so different about the culture in Korea and Japan that has allowed for girl groups to keep thriving when we're over here just like in a drought and thirsty and lost? What's the difference? It's dry! Unlike Western civilization, where the trend of girl groups just come and go, South Korea and their entertainment industry has actually institutionalized them as part of their business. There are huge entertainment companies like YG, JYP, SM Entertainment, who audition girls year-round, all for the sole purpose of creating girl groups. And then they pump out these new groups every season like it's fashion week and Miranda Priestly is sitting front row. 
As long as girl groups make money, they will continue to have this formula and continue to make them and market them just for you. Okay, okay, okay. So there's girl groups in K-pop and J-pop. Do they get made the same way? Young teenagers go to training centers throughout the country and they train in dancing, singing, acting, they learn English, and then they eventually audition for these larger entertainment companies with the hopes that they'll be signed. Okay, so who are some K-pop girl groups that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, hit us the game. I need to know more. You need to know Blackpink. They're the number one K-pop girl group internationally known. Blackpink in your area. Blackpink in your area. Being a bad girl, I know I am. And I'm so hot, I need a fan. Other girl groups you should know are Twice, Red Velvet, G-Friend. And if you want to get kind of old school, and by old school I mean like, 2011 style girl groups. You can listen to Girls Generation or 21. Oh my God. Neither of those groups really exist anymore. They're both on hiatus or they've broken up, but they're like some of the original quintessential K-pop girl groups. J-pop has a couple of different groups. Perfume is probably the most well-known and they performed at Coachella in 2019. And then there's also like some offshoots. The one that I love is Baby Metal. They combine metal music with like cutesy bubblegum pop. That, my friends, is K-pop and J-pop. So I guess what you're saying is that the girl groups are still around. We're home. We've been home all along. We had the power in us the whole time. It was there. It was there on Spotify all along. Okay, I'll leave y'all to it. Goodbye. Wow. That was really educational and informative, but I think we need better locks on our doors or something. How'd she get in here? Can we get the club? I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So the K-pop genre is holding it down for the girl groups. That's also hopeful. Mm -hmm. That gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the girls that are out here practicing in their living rooms, practicing in their garages, Mm -hmm. singing at their mama's hair salon, getting the two-step together, Bring it now. Let's go. It's time. It is time. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Back Issue is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. (laughs) This show was created and is hosted by Tracy Clayton. And Josh Quinn. Our Our lead lead producers producers are Josh Quinn. Wow, we've been a group for two minutes and you already singing my part. This is your note. This is your note. (laughs) (laughs) I should have got a lawyer first. I'm going to sue you for something. Okay. Our lead producers are Josh Gwynn and Emmanuel Hapsis. Our managing producer is John Asante. Our senior editor is Leela Day. Our associate producer is Alexis Moore. Our executive producers are Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. This show features music by Donwill. You can follow him on all the socials at DJ Donwill. And you can follow me on the socials at Broken McPoverty. And you can follow me at Regarding Josh. Subscribe to this podcast wherever free podcasts are sold. Tell everyone. Leave a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on social media. It really does help. Okay, Josh, let's sing us out. You ready? Okay. Just follow my lead. Just okay. follow my okay. lead. Okay, <clears throat> See you next week. Yeah. You can't hit a note like that, can you? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Bye. <laughs> Tawanda and Andre is getting it on. <laughs>